DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Father John Bartunek, who was ordained a Catholic priest by the Legionaries of Christ in 2003 and earned his doctorate in moral theology in 2010. He provided spiritual support on the set of Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ while researching the 2005 Catholic bestseller Inside the Passion. He has contributed news commentary regarding religious issues on CNN, Fox, and the BBC. With Father John Bartunek, we go inside the pages of a new four-volume set of his best-selling compilation of the meditations on the Gospels entitled The Better Part, a Christ-centered resource for personal prayer, published by Sophia Institute Press. Father John Bartunek, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. The better part, I mean, the, the entire series, it is absolutely outstanding. I just love it. And I so highly recommend it to everyone out there. What was your inspiration for this, Father? Well, it's kind of funny. So this uh, book of gospel meditations, actually, in a sense, it wasn't really my idea. So I'm a member of religious order, the Legionnaires of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a, when I was, I think I'd been ordained just a couple of years, and I kind of received an assignment uh, from our headquarters uh, under obedience, you know, an assignment or my vow of obedience uh, to come up with a resource that could um, that could help people uh, go deeper in their prayer life, people who were kind of running up against some of the challenges of our world, not the challenges of the world from 1950 or 1930. And and it was funny, the assignment said, because, you know, one of the things that, that a lot of legionaries do is, is spiritual direction to lay people, uh, retreats for lay people. And they kept, you know, fathers all over the world were encountering lay men and women who were really being invited by the Holy Spirit to a deeper prayer life. Um, but the resources, there was kind of a dearth of resources that, were, that they were finding useful. So I got this assignment, come up with a resource that's, you know, focused on the person of Christ that can be used by men or women, beginners or advanced. Uh, and we need it by this and this, such and such a date. So get working, you know. So I kind of, the original impetus came from, uh, kind of from, through, through my vow of obedience, actually. I'm so glad you listened deeply to that call. That's uh, obedience at its heart, isn't it? It's the, that deep listening and then responding. And yeah, uh, yeah, this is such an outstanding series. The reason I, I, I liked it so much, because when I first saw it, I saw the better part, and then you focused on the Gospels, and I thought maybe it was a scripture study at first. But then I looked at the subtitle, and it said, A Christ-Centered Resource for Personal Prayer. And that's where you had me. Because when I opened it up and I saw that you were focusing on prayer and you were using the Gospels as a way to encounter Christ, the Word, capital W, I went, yes, that's it. That's how it, at least for me, it, that spoke to my heart very strongly. So I'm so glad you did it that way. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, a lot of times um, we can, we can well, there's a lot of different ways to approach Scripture, right? You mm-hmm. can approach it. Um, many different angles. And I think, uh, you know, in my own formation, in my own faith journey, um, the, own, the spirituality that our Lord led me down, um, the concept of seeing in the Gospels, which is really the heart of the whole Bible, right? Mm-hmm. The seeing in the Gospels as a place of encountering, a place where we're meant to encounter uh, our Lord Christ and and to get to know Him and to to dialogue with Him and to 
enter into conversation with him. That's um, such an important it's such an important way to approach scripture. And that was you know that that seemed like well if we're going to have a resource that's based on scripture and useful for prayer, we've got to take that approach. Uh, and I think you know uh, yeah I, I agree with you. I think that it's been something that that's that that's been very helpful for a lot of people. Well, what I love about the series is that in the first part, you help people to understand what Christian meditation is, but then you lead them into the particular gospel. And they're not meditations, really. You make a point of saying that. There helps to let the person enter into a meditation that becomes uniquely their own. And I think that's huge because we have a lot of books and God bless them. And I'm sure everyone has a particular mission or that they're trying to fulfill. Yet sometimes when we have commentaries or even other people's meditations, as you said, it just becomes spiritual reading. Right, exactly. That's, I think it's, it's a very useful description, especially for people who really sense uh, in themselves being drawn into a more personal encounter with Christ. That spiritual reading is very, it's instructive, but it's really directed towards the mind, right, to help me understand the truth that God has revealed. Whereas when we're talking about mental prayer, meditative prayer and contemplative prayer, um, it's it's not really, it's not directed so kind of exclusively to the mind. It's directed to the whole person. And so the the way that we structure each unit as you go through the different all four Gospels, uh, I have the same structure of um, reflections that are meant to help you then go back into the actual Word of God and personalize it. And those, you know, Christ. Christ the Lord, Christ the teacher, Christ the friend, and Christ in my life. So it's really focused on encountering him, getting to know him, on kind of unveiling uh, what Jesus reveals about himself in each of those passages. Uh, And those different sections are actually directed to the different uh, powers of, of every person's soul. Christ the Lord, you know, the one that we follow, the one who inspires us, the one who 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 leads us. That's our will. It's our capacity to make choices, to, to take direction in life. Christ the teacher. Well, he does reveal things about the truth about God, about the world, about ourselves. So that's directed to our intellect a little bit more. And then Christ the friend, our companion on the way, the one who actually loves us and has deep affection for us. And so that's directed to the heart. So you can see that the idea is to really have a true encounter uh, with Christ when we go to that type of prayer. I just love the approach to this because I know that you had stated early in the book that this is essentially, not completely, but essentially grounded in that Ignatian Carmelite spirituality. But you know, Father, this is, it, it also is very Benedictine because it mm. is that pondering of the word. I mean, you're in all that coming to understand who Christ is and all those different aspects, but then also allowing that word that meditation, as you said, that lexio, allowing that to come to a great fruitfulness. And I think you helped set the stage for that. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you make that observation. So when when I was working on coming up with um, kind of the outline and the approach, obviously I was, I was reflecting on a lot of the different um, methodological traditions of how to do Christian meditation. And there's, you know, there are many different approaches to that. As you mentioned, you've mentioned three, right? The Benedictine, the Carmelite, and the Ignatian. And and I, I even explored others. And what I found was that in all of the different uh, methodologies, to call them that, there are certain common elements. 
And it makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. we're all human beings encountering God through faith. So what I, I tried to do is just kind of come up with a, a, a very simple um, outline, right, of how we can, which, which incorporates those essential elements. Uh, and that's what I talk about in the first part of the book when I talk about the fundamentals of Christian meditation. You know, kind of basically four steps, which, you know, are, are present in Lectio Divina. They're present in the spiritual exercises. You know, they're present in um, you know, some of the, Carm- the Carmelite traditions. They're, they're, they're there in all the different methodologies. And so my hope was that by ex- kind of distilling down the fundamental steps um, that we take when we enter into this dialogue of faith, it's very personal prayer type of prayer, mental prayer, that the you know if someone uses this resource regularly, they will develop their own. Uh, they'll really learn how to hear God's voice and develop their own, in a sense, methodology, which is best for them to have this encounter with God in in mental prayer. Um, so that was kind of the approach that I took. That sounds a little bit like Ligori, Alfonso Ligori. You know what is best for them. And mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. love that freedom. I mean, you have grounded everybody so much in a, a trust. Once you've established the trust, the relationship, ultimately the faith, then you trust the person to be able to enter into that encounter. And it looks different. It can look very different for everyone, can it? Oh, yeah. So one of the uh, kind of examples that I that I use to describe that, that fact, that it, that it does end up looking different, but when you, you know, when we walk, we all follow the same laws of biology and physics, right? Mm-hmm. We all, it's friction and gravity. And, but you can recognize a person whom you know just by the way they walk, because even though they follow the same laws of physics, their walk is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they look a little bit different when they walk than someone else. And you can recognize that. Well, the kind of the laws of faith, so to speak, um, are the same for all of us. And the law of human nature, which we we, we all, but we all incarnate those in a unique way. Each one of us actually has a unique relationship with God. So we have to trust that if someone really wants to go deeper in their relationship with Christ, their ability to converse with Christ, we have to trust that if we, if, if we can help them discover the, the most basic fundamentals of what, what's involved in that, that then you know, the Holy Spirit is going to guide them and lead them uh, and really, you know, help them flourish in that in that aspect of their spiritual life. We're talking with Father John Bartunek about his series of books, and essentially titled "The Better Part." And there are four different books: the Gospel, of course, of Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, and it's a Christ-centered resource for personal prayer. And as I mentioned earlier, in part one of the books, you do give the fundamentals of what Christian meditation is. And it's, it's important, it, as you said, as you're a Christian, it's mandatory. You have to learn how to pray, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Christ commanded us to pray. It's funny, he commanded us to pray and he forbade us to worry, which is interesting, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, prayer is essential. Prayer is, I, I actually love the way that uh, the Universal Catechism describes prayer at the very beginning of the fourth part, which is all dedicated to prayer. But it, it talks about prayer as, a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God. Right. So, and the only religion in the world that can really define prayer like that is, is Christianity. This, that the essence of prayer of encountering God is, or prayer itself is a relationship because God has, has 
you know, he has created us for, to make that possible. But then after the fall, he enters into our humanity through the incarnation in such a unique way. Um, so in a sense, if we really want uh, a vibrant, a vital and personal relationship with God, you know, taking time to pray and learning and continuing to grow in prayer, uh, to grow, to kind of, that is absolutely essential. I run in so many times, I run into people who, who, you know, in their early formation, they learned to say their prayers, but it kind of stopped there. It's almost like, you know, you learn the alphabet in kindergarten and you can begin to read in first grade and second grade. But by the time you're, you know, 25, you're reading much more complex stuff with the same alphabet, right? Well, for some reason, I think for many, many Catholics, uh, they learn the ABCs, they learn to say their prayers, but something happens and, and they never continue forward to discover the great richness of, of mental prayer and liturgical prayer. And they kind of, they, they still think of praying as simply saying your prayers, the vocal prayer. Um, but that's only, you know, one aspect, one dimension. So going deeper and continuing to discover how God wants to touch us in, in prayer is, it's absolutely essential. I agree with, I agree with you completely. I think we need to be aware of the fact that if we're going to enter into a relationship, it's going to take work, just like uh, any relationship. And really, I mean, liturgy, as you just mentioned, liturgy is, I mean, wasn't that the Greek for the work of the people? So, the work of the people, yeah. Right. So not only our, our worship on when we celebrate the, the great sacraments of the church, but also just in our own personal prayer, it's going to take work, Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, definitely takes effort. It takes effort to, um, you know, to pray. As you said, if it is a relationship, which it is for us as Christians, um, then, you know, relationships require investment. I think it's important to, to recognize that there is an extra dimension of work, as you put it, when it comes to our prayer life. Uh, because we relate to Christ, like in a sense, you know, you and I are talking now, right now, and we hear each other's voices with our ears. And, and when, we, when we enter into conversation with God, it's not really like that. It's mediated by faith. Um, he can obviously, uh, you know, appear and speak uh, in audible ways, but it's mediated by faith. And this is part of how he's chosen um, to, to kind of, you know, uh, lay out the path of redemption. So what that means is that we have to exercise our faith in order to enter into God's presence. And we have to learn to listen through faith. Uh, you know, faith is that assurance of things that are hoped for, the substance of things that are not seen. So we have to, so our prayer life is based, it starts from faith, which brings some difficulties that we, you know, that are not present in other relationships. Uh, and so we have to be aware of those and kind of, and be given some tools that can help us uh, learn learn to, to kind of keep going deeper in that relationship through faith. And that was one of the things that I hoped that this series of books would offer. We'll return to Inside the Pages in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, 
and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. A Prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Inside the Pages. Again, I can't emphasize how much I, I truly I love this series because in those tools, the steps as you would outline for folks, how they can enter into this, you're not telling them so much, this is how you have to do it. You're giving them, you know, like, for example, step one on to concentrate. You're giving them a, a way of... Uh, strengths for themselves. I want to call them strengths. Mm-hmm. It's it's a way of exercising yourself. And I say this in all reverence. I don't mean it as a slam, but you don't have to be so dogmatically stuck on each line. Do you know? Do you? Am I making myself clear? I mean, you're giving again freedom for the person to enter into this prayer. Yeah, it's uh, in the sense you kind of uh, you kind of create the the parameters. You just show them, hey, look, this is what this is. These are the essential elements that are going to be present uh, as you enter into this conversation with our Lord. So keep these in mind, understand these, uh, and and you'll find, you know, once you kind of name them, then you can see them better. You know, it's like, uh, you know, with, I don't know if some people have the hobby of uh, bird watching, right? Well, once you learn, once you learn to look around and and what the, the, where the birds are and what the different types are, you end up seeing more birds, right? <laughs> You're kind of educating your capacity to identify the factors, the things that are already there. And you know the four step process that I, you know, the kind of the essentials of all the different methods of Christian meditation are really that. Say, hey, these are the these are the elements that are present when you're going to be trying to enter into conversation with God, uh, and so you can kind of this is going to orient you 
and give you some kind of guidance, right, about how you can enter in and, and have this sacred conversation with our with our Lord. Um, so, the, yeah, the first step, concentrate, is you know, because because it, it takes place in an atmosphere of faith, uh, we have to pause when we enter into our relationship with the Lord or, or our conversation with the Lord. We have to pause and and recognize again that he actually is present, that he is already paying attention to us. Uh, and has something to say to us. We have to remind ourselves of that. You know, life can be so frenetic and so busy and we can have so many worries that, that we have to kind of pause and kind of in a sense, it's like when you tune your radio in, you know, the old radios anyway, right? You tune it into the right channel and you kind of get there. We have to tune it in a little bit uh, and concentrate, you know, uh, on the presence of the Lord as a first step to kind of uh, open up that conversation. Yeah, I, I just have to jump in here real quick as we go through these different steps briefly. But I have to say, I, you can so tell this has been written by a good spiritual director. <laughs> and I hats off to you, because what you've done, again, it's not like little simple outline, because this is a complicated thing, our own entering into prayer. But you've made it mm. so it, it you give a, an abundance of leeway. But yet you you offer the structure, you know. It's almost mm-hmm. like a garden. You've got all these different paths, but it 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 you lay out. Here's the the parameters, uh, but mm-hmm. you you don't confine them down into like a good spiritual director would, who is accompanying people. Uh, you have a, a wide range of. Uh, it's not so much options. Uh, gosh, Father, I wish I could find the right words. People are just going to have to pick up the book and find out for themselves what I'm trying to articulate. But it's so good. Yeah, I think, well, thank you very much for saying that. I mean, I think that's, you know, that, that's so important because the fact of the matter is that you know, someone's relationship with God is not a closed circle. It's not, you know, it, it's a journey, right? I mean, how does the, in the book of Acts, uh, so many times they refer to, uh, the Christian faith as the way, and Christians as the followers of the way. So it really is a journey, right? So, so if 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 we do present the spiritual life, uh, friendship with Christ, as something that's completely, you know, enclosed and completely defined, then in a sense we're really limiting, you know, we're setting someone up to. Uh, to get well, actually putting the wrong impression at the very beginning of what it means to follow Christ. What it means to follow Christ is to to join him on this journey. Uh, so, and again, there are certain parameters, you know, when you're, uh, when you're traveling along, it's nice to have roads. I love your image, what you just said about the garden, you know, it's, it's this huge garden and there's all these different paths and all these different plants. And, um, you know, so you kind of, uh, you kind of explore and you go and you, uh, you discover as you go, but that it has to be that way. There are certain things that are true for everyone, um, but that what that does is that creates kind of a, a, a scenario or it creates a, an environment in which then you discover uh, and grow in your relationship with God. So you don't want to try and force everyone to have the same relationship with God. Like that's you know, you don't want that. that. Yeah. Just briefly, we're going through that, those four steps that comprises so much more of this first part of the books. But I want to give people a taste because I so encourage them because it's so worthwhile going to. Um, step two would be to consider. And that's important, yeah. too. Yeah, considering is when, in a sense, uh, and that's the listening part, right? So uh, if mental prayer really is uh, a conversation, then which is you know, a little bit different than vocal prayer, 
uh, where I'm using someone else's words to express what's in my heart. So mental prayer is more, I'm going to use my own words, but I'm going to listen. There's going to be a dialogue, a back and forth. So the concentrate is first. I enter into God's presence. I, I, you know, I try to activate my faith. I try to become aware of the fact that he's loving me and wants to have this time with me. And then in the consider step, uh, there's, uh, that's when I listen. I say, well, Lord, what do you have to say to me today? And, you know, that's where, uh, it, God has given us his great gift of the, of the Bible, the sacred scriptures, which is his word, right? So we can turn, we can also use other things. Sometimes he speaks to us through beauty, the beauty of nature or the beauty of art or a great icon. Uh, sometimes he speaks to us through our own experiences of life. We can make, those can become the, the, the topic of our conversation with God many times. Uh, I enter and I say, Lord, you know, this happened yesterday. What do you think about that? And I reflect, what was he giving to me? What was he speaking to me? But the, the most common and the most, uh, you know, the kind of the sure place to listen is to go and consider a passage from the scriptures. And in the case of the Better Part series, uh, right now we have all four gospels, right? So you go into uh, one of the passages from the gospel and you read it and you and you open yourself up to see what God wants to say to you through that. So you're activating your own capacity to reflect. Um, but you're reflecting not just with your mind, not just to kind of learn and study, but you're reflecting also with your heart. What does this passage mean? What is it saying about God? What is it saying to me about God, about Jesus, about myself, about my journey with him? So that's the, we open ourselves to listen, to give the Holy Spirit a chance to, to show us what he wants to show us. I love step three, too, because even the term converse means that I'm not just talking at God. I mean, I'm actually having a conversation. And that and that incorporates what you've just learned in listening. It's listening, but then having a dialogue, conversing. Yeah, conversing, talking with, right? Not talking to or talking, but talking with really someone. And and well that's and the beauty of it is that it really does happen this way. <laughs> you know, when you, you you listen to what God may have to say and, and something strikes you from the passage. Something jumps out at you and touches your heart, your mind, and and then that's when you stay with that, and and you kind of respond spontaneously to what you know. You may be meditating on. I mean, these days and right now it's Easter season, right? So we're we're looking especially in the in the uh, the gospel passages, the resurrection, and something might really strike you, you know. And Jesus, Mary Magdalene recognizes the resurrected Jesus when he says her name. Wow. He said he knows her name and he reveals himself by saying her name. You know, Lord, you know my name. And when have I heard you say my name? And so it really, that's really how mental prayer works. It really is a listening and a responding. Uh, and that's so that converse is when I respond. I can respond, you know, in different ways with a simple, uh, a word of praise, a word of thanksgiving, a word of petition, a, a word of sorrow or contrition. We can respond uh, to, to what God says in many, many different ways. And then that that begins this exchange. So then I respond, and then when I'm finished, I go back to the passage, and what else does God have to say? And then I respond to that. And so you have this, this uh, kind of flow, this back and forth. This concludes part one of our conversation with Father John Bartunek. With Father John Bartunek, we've gone into the four-volume set entitled The Gospels from The Better Part, a Christ-centered resource for personal prayer. To learn more about this four-volume set, go to sophiainstitute.com, the website for its publisher, Sophia Institute Press. 
or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, and if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.